normally come to you on a Saturday with a podcast. And I'm here to tell you that um, this episode was not planned. It's not on my schedule. And that's a little unnerving for me because I like to have everything planned. But, you know, we make our plans and, and God directs our steps. So this is a message that came out of some conversations that I've been having with my fellow Christian businesswomen and one of my best friends. And it is what God gave me to share about how we are to be showing up, emulating Christ in our business right now. So before you make any judgments about what I'm saying, I'm here to tell you that this is not a pro anything episode other than a pro let's do a better job of emulating Christ in our business episode. And I hope that it brings you some comfort and some hope and give it a listen. Here we go. Are you a Christian woman in business who is sort of spiraling in mind trash right now, very distracted and feeling very conflicted over the recent news of the Supreme Court's ruling on Roe versus Wade? Is that you? I've been having a number of conversations with women over the last week and I think it's fair to say, it is fair to say, I don't think it is, it is fair to say that many of us are conflicted. And whether you come to the table as a staunch pro-life believer, or you see the gray areas and maybe you believe that pro-choice does not mean anti-life and pro-choice does not mean pro-abortion, whatever side you're on, today I'm coming to you with what God has put on my heart about how we really are to reflect Christ in our businesses. And the reason I believe he's given me this is because I think we're all seeing, whether it's in the media or social media or what I love that um, author uh, Paula Ferris says, that we retreat to our echo chambers to hear from the people that reinforce what we believe. And yet we sort of feel this unspoken condemnation that we might feel conflicted and this unspoken condemnation that we shouldn't feel for quote unquote, the other side. And therefore we're kind of not sure how to show up in our business. And so you may be struggling with Am I supposed to show up on social media as a Christian woman and and be talking about this decision and and all of that? Did God give me this business platform to do that? Or maybe you're struggling because in your business you actually serve a secular audience and not a specific Christian audience. And so you're sort of feeling like like, how do I love them but stand for what I believe in? So this episode is strictly here to give you some guidance on working through those feelings and the, the conflict that you might be feeling and really how to show up in your business and effectively reflect Christ's light and where to go for instruction on this. Because here's what I know about my own business. God did not give me this business and this platform to speak out on things. I have not been called to talk about 
whether I believe in vaccines or not, or I believe in masks or not, or I'm pro-life or pro-choice, like God did not give me the platform to do that. And no one can decide that for you other than God. But I know that some of you are struggling in this space and you're also sort of shying away from social media because it's becoming a dumpster fire of opposing sides. So what I want to do today is what God put on my heart to talk about Jesus's characteristics and how we emulate him. And then fascinatingly, as I was doing my research and putting this together after God put it on my heart to have this conversation with you, talk about how those four keys that I talk a lot about really relate to how we show up to reflect Christ in the marketplace and, and how we may be feeling conflicted. So a little bit of background. I was having a conversation with my friend, Sarah. She is incredibly wise and a mature Christian and very well-versed in the Bible. I would definitely say she does not consider herself a theologian. I too do not consider myself that. While I work very hard not to cherry pick scripture, I also know that I want to make sure I'm presenting it to you in in the form and, and the meaning that the Lord intends from the Bible. And what I love about her is we're able to have these really frank and hard discussions, even when we come from opposing sides. And I was saying to her the other day that, you know, what I see a lot in, in Christianity is people talking about being like Jesus, showing up like Jesus by flipping tables. I'm flipping tables like Jesus, or I'm not going to let people slide and they need to live up to Jesus's expectations or even Jesus rebuked people. So that's what we're doing. But my question is, is that really what we're called to do and, and what we're called to be like in reflecting him? Is that really what we're supposed to be? And in this conversation Sarah and I were having, I said, you know, it seems like that we very often are characterized as hypocrites and characterized for being condemning and judgmental. And yet what I sometimes see in Christianity is that we think we're Jesus, that, that we literally go a step too far in not just reflecting him, but sort of showing up with our Jesus cape, if you will, and thinking that we are Jesus and therefore we can condemn people and therefore we can get righteously angry like he did and therefore we can judge people. And so that combined with some of the other conversations that I've been having is really where this, this whole discussion came together. So I first want to address how we are to emulate Jesus. And I'm going to have some really great resources for you in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I didn't put the, the links on the screen, but they will be um, in the description. Um, so make sure you check that out. So first of all, I went looking for um, some information about how often Jesus actually got angry because I hear a lot of Christians talk about like, we need to stand up and we need to be bold like Jesus. Okay. So, um, so this first article that I found is by Stephen Yordwind from Baylor university. It was published in 2014. This will be in the show notes and it's called Jesus and anger. Does he practice what he preaches? And I'm just going to take a couple of snippets, but you'll have the link so that you can go read it for yourself. And it says that the way that Jesus handles anger provides a model for Christians today. He knows how to be indignant and irate and even furious, but without the slightest trace of 
of derision, I hope I said that right, contempt or abuse, okay? And so just a few comments from this um, that I want to share. And and this is one of the things that he says, um, that there are, I think, five instances of Jesus actually getting angry. And mostly it was angry with the establishment, so the Pharisees or the Sadducees, or even his own disciples. And mainly for this reason, they were keeping vulnerable people away from God. So they were sort of blocking the way, or they were twisting the law, or they were um, calling Jesus out, right? And what's fascinating, other than him flipping the tables <laughs> once, um, that is that he really spoke out against these things in ways that he turned it back to the Lord and turn it back to the Lord's purpose, that these people should come to him, right? Um, because while we may have the mind of Christ and we are actually being sanctified day by day and minute by minute and hour by hour. And friends, we will never be perfect like Jesus on this side of heaven. We will not. You sin, I sin. The other thing that I see happen a lot is that we sort of rank sins, right? Like this sin is worse than that sin and your sin is worse than my sin. And we tend to rank this and then judge and condemn each other when we're all sinners. And the reason that we're not called to be that way is because we're called to emulate his characteristics. So let me talk about what those characteristics are. So there are 10 character traits of Jesus to emulate. So this is an article by um, Michael Krauser and it was published, let me see, in 2001. So, I mean, it's 20 years old over that. And these are the 10 character traits compassion. So Jesus actually took time to notice that people were hurting and his compassion drove them, drove him to help them. Now, yes, I believe as Christians, we do that. I also believe that we tend to see um, situations very black and white. And therefore we condemn those that, that don't look like us, that don't act like us, that don't show up necessarily Sundays in church. Um, and that drives a wedge, right? Because we're not effectively reflecting Christ's light and love. Um, characteristic number two, that he was a servant. We know that, that um, he, he lowered himself. He was humble, which is also on here, to serve others. That he was loving, that he was loving. And if he were not loving, he couldn't be compassionate, right? That he was forgiving. And I love this line that Michael says, um, that even while bleeding and experiencing pain, Jesus had his heart set on forgiveness, even forgiving those who put him there in the first place. And this is what he says in this article. This is definitely contrary to the everyday mantra of looking out for number one and obtaining personal justice. Now, I am seeing a lot of that. And that to me does not mean that we're actually emulating Jesus, right? And I think that's part of why some of us feel a little bit conflicted um, and not really sure how to address this as we show up in our business. Jesus was committed, like it took perseverance and endurance, and yet he stayed focused on what God had given to him to do. He was prayerful. We know this, right? He, pray, he prayed first. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. He was gentle. Jesus was gentle. Even when he was 
rebuking someone or making a point in an argument. Um, he did it in such a way that, um, at, going back to that original article, you know, that was not contemptuous or abusive or derisive, right? Um, and he was patient. He kept his composure and he responded appropriately to every individual. He had self-control. Um, he was humble. That's number 10, right? That he wanted to seek and save the lost and offer forgiveness for sinful people. So why do I bring all this up? Because I think the reason so many of us feel conflicted on how to show up is because we think we'll be condemned or judged by our fellow Christians. Um, that ultimately in our hearts, we want to, we want to do what Jesus called us to do, which is to love people and make disciples. But we forget that we cannot change their hearts. Only the Holy Spirit can. We, we, we forget that we are not endearing them to Jesus when we're showing up combative or condemning or judgmental. We forget that um, we don't need to go to the echo chambers and the news and all the places. We need to go back to the Lord. Remember I said I'd come back to prayer. Jesus always came back to prayer. And we need to be leaning into the Lord and asking him for his direction. So let me tell you what I believe this means for us in, in our business. So first of all, um, be, as you're considering what you're posting about, what is the point of your message? So, so how do you define, right? Let's go back to the four keys. How do you define? What is the point of your message? What is the fruit of the spirit that you're emulating? And, and notice that there's no accident that, that Jesus's characteristics are so closely related to the fruit of the spirit, right? And that's, um, in Galatians five. What is your position? Like, what position are you coming from? Are you coming from a position of humility and compassion and confidence in knowing that the Lord really instructed you to share this message? Um, or are you coming from a place of pride and power and control and condemnation? Okay, so ask yourself, define that and ask the Lord to define. Trust me, I've been praying about this message all day. Like, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> because... I think some people are not going to be happy with this message. And he was like, this isn't about you. This is about me and, and you pouring my message into the women that I've appointed to, to and assigned to do work for kingdom impact. Right. So define, right. Secondly, before you decide to post or, or not, as you're kind of working through that, um, ask the God for direction right? That is where to seek the instruction. I see a lot of condemnation of Christian leaders who are not standing up and speaking out about <clears throat> Roe v. Wade. And I always question when somebody calls somebody out like that, I, I think to myself, but did God tell that leader to speak up about it? I see plenty of people who do speak up. In my opinion, sometimes I think, Mm, is that really your platform? Like, should you be talking about that? But it's their platform and it's their relationship with God that matters. So ask the Lord, like, Lord, is this really what you want me to share? Or maybe you don't want me to share. And by the way, you may be feeling conflicted because God is telling you to say something and you're like, mm, I don't want to do that. And friend, listen, half obedience is disobedience. It's just, right? Um, so ask him for that direction. 
through prayer, through his word. That's exactly where I went today. Um, discipline. How do you stay disciplined and focused on your mission with all of this that's happening and with the conflicting feelings? Um, number one is being disciplined in your relationship with the Lord and in prayer. Take it to him. And the Lord knew there would be gray areas and we would face it. It is why he gave us his word. But more importantly, it's why in these moments, he is the place to turn. He is the source of truth, not our echo chambers, not the people around us, only him and only he can direct you. And he is the one to run to when you're feeling that conflict. Do not let the world, even if it is your faith family, make you feel like you, you, you can feel this, but you can't feel that at the same time. We are complex human beings. God gave us feelings for a reason. Take them to him first. What is what, what else is your discipline? Um, be disciplined in getting out of those echo chambers and turning off the media um, and, and turning to God and turning to his word. I have been journaling. Lord, let me find the answers in your word. Show me your ways. I don't want to hear from anywhere else. I want to hear it from you. And I promise that he will incline his ear to you and that he will give you perspective. Be disciplined in knowing, friend, you don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to comment on everything. Like you can take yourself out of it and um, be disciplined in knowing when you need rest because God calls us to work faithfully and rest faithfully. And it may be time for you to take that social media sabbatical. And that is okay. God has got you where he guides, he provides. And if he calls you to rest, he will flourish your business in some other way. Like let go and let him take the wheel. Honestly, that is part of discipline as well. And then finally, the fourth key is develop. So how do we develop through that? How do we develop in this awareness? And friends, that is this episode. This is how we develop. We grow through our sanctification. We grow understanding that Jesus is Jesus and we are not. That we are to reflect his light. We are to be a mirror of him, but we are not to be him, nor can we be. Because how can we effectively be loving people and helping to make disciples if we are repelling unbelievers or even seekers with our judgment, our condemnation, or an attitude of, well, now I can love you because I've won, right? A few scriptures for you. Um, Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5. This talks about like us noticing the speck in our brother's eye when we have a plank in ours. John 6, verses 6 through 8, where Jesus is hearing, um, you know, the the promiscuous woman and um, the Pharisees are calling her out, but they didn't bring the man that was involved in it. How fascinating. Um, and Jesus is saying, like, he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? So it's not our place to throw stones. And then in John 12, 47 and 48, I, I really want to pull this one out because this was interesting. Um, when Jesus says, if anyone hears my words, but does not keep them, I do not judge that person for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And I want to be clear. Jesus is not saying that he's never going to judge these people because all knees shall bow and we all shall be judged, right? The good and the evil, the rich and the poor were all made by God. But what he is saying is in that moment, he's not judging them because they have a choice to listen to him or not. They have a choice to follow him or not. It is not our job to 
try to make someone do that. We do not endear people to Jesus by doing that. So the last thing that I want to say on this, in, in, in this awareness, in this development, is we've got to lean further into Jesus and know that it is okay to feel the feelings, that no one is in charge of that but you and the Lord. And if you feel like you don't have a safe place to talk about that, first and foremost, go to the Lord, period. Secondly, feel free to DM me because I'll have the conversation with you. I'm totally cool with that. Whatever you believe, like I'm good, right? Um, but the Jesus that I seek to emulate, who gave us these commands to love people and make disciples, is the one who loves all, who welcomes all, and who gives all the choice to listen and follow him or not. Friends, here's the deal. We cannot legislate salvation. We cannot legislate for people to follow Jesus. We cannot legislate matters of the heart. We can't really legislate a human being's choices, whether those choices are to follow Jesus or not, or to sin or not, or to love or not, etc. God gave us an intricately designed intelligence and free will. That is not a message of pro-anything. This is not a pro-anything political stance, but it is a pro-let's-do-better-at-emulating-Jesus stance. I believe that we can do better this way. And I believe that as women in business, we have a unique opportunity to show up and reflect his light of clarity and serenity and that people will be drawn to us and that will open the door for us to have a conversation about Jesus in the right ways. But friends, if you are feeling conflicted, it's okay not to post. It's okay not to comment. But take it back to those four keys that we just talked about. Take it back to the Lord and ask him to show you. And if you want to chat about this, I'm happy to do that. If you want to throw slurs at me, I'm not happy for you to do that. But I can't help what you say about me. And I am steadfast in knowing who I am and whose I am in the Lord. But I hope that this gives some of you just some guidance on navigating through what you might be feeling and how to show up in your business in this minute. Um, I hope that you find this helpful. If, if, if you did, please feel free to screenshot and share it. Um, I may lose some listeners. I may get called out. I don't know. Um, but this is me being obedient to the message that the Lord gave me. And I, I think we can do better at emulating Jesus and not trying to show up and be Jesus the only way that only Jesus could be. So until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, especially right now. <laughs> tune into God's truth and turn up focus so that you can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And I'll see you on Monday's episode.